Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Glorious God, beautiful King. Excellent God, I bow before your throne. Glorious God, beautiful King. Excellent God, I bow before your throne. I bow before your throne. Worship at your feet, I bow before your throne, you're a glorious God, amen. A glorious God, we worship you this day, we bow before your throne, say hallowed be your name, hallowed be your name, eternal King, eternal Father, thank you for your eternal love. Thank you for your everlasting love. Thank you for your sweet compassion. Thank you for your comfort. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your warm embrace. Thank you, Jesus, for causing rejoicing to be in our tent. Thank you for causing praise to spring. We worship you. We celebrate your word, the gift of your word, the gift of your wisdom, the gift of your mind, the gift of God of grace. We bless you today. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you for your presence and power. Thank you for the anointing that teaches. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for the gathering of your people today. And for the door of utterance has been given to your word. Your word is going forth with power. Your word will touch lives. Your word will convict of sin and righteousness. Your word will turn many back to you. The word of God will cause praise, singing and dancing and rejoicing. Thank you for visiting your people. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Yesterday we read in Numbers chapter 10, verse 9, they said, When you go to war in your land against the enemy who oppress you, then you shall sound an alarm with the trumpets, and you will be remembered before the Lord your God and you'll be saved from your enemies. Amen. And yesterday we looked at the lives of people who sounded alarm in their own ways. We were in the midst of challenging situations. War, in fact, because anything that attacks your, <laughs> your living, your livelihood, your life, anything that attacks your comfort, your relationship, your 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 relationship with God, your faith, your hope is an enemy and is war. That is why the Bible says, having done all, stand. In other words, don't don't give up and don't give way. Resist. Say resist and the enemy will flee. And we saw um, Hezekiah faced with death even when um, the chosen prophets had said, no, tidy up, you're dying. Ah, no, she, he turned his face to the wall and resisted. He sounded an alarm. He wept. He said, Father, intervene, help me. I don't want to die. We saw Nehemiah. So today, we want to go further. 
and say, when we sound an alarm, when we sound an alarm and say, God, remember me, does God fold his arm? Or does God speak the word of comfort back to us? Will God allow the enemy to overrun us? Or will he come right on time? Father, we thank you. Worship you, we celebrate you. So we are looking at the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 1. I want to just read um, from verse 12. Say, then the angel of the Lord answered and said, O Lord of hosts, how long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah against which you were angry these 70 years? And the Lord answered the angel who talked with me with good and comforting words. Amen. Our Father will always answer with good and comforting words. So the angel who spoke with me said to me, Proclaim saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with great zeal. I am exceedingly angry with the nations at ease. For I was a little angry, and they helped, but with evil intent. Therefore, thus says the Lord, I am returning to Jerusalem with mercy. Amen. My house shall be built in it, says the Lord of hosts, and a surveyor's line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. Again, proclaim saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The Lord will again comfort Zion and will again choose Jerusalem. Amen. We remember that Jerusalem was thrown down. The beautiful temple of Solomon crushed totally. Remember that the walls were broken down. Jerusalem became a reproach. Anybody who passed by hissed became desolate. And they had been in captivity for 70 years. And a little over. And we recall in the book of Daniel that the Bible says that Daniel understood by the books. That's why it's always beautiful when we search the scripture to find out the promises of God and then put God in remembrance of what he said. When he says, bring your strong reasons. Daniel had found out in the books that all the prophecies that came concerning captivity, the one by Jeremiah specifically noted that this captivity was to last 70 years. It was clearly stated, 70 years. After 70 years, the Lord will come with a strong hand. He will cause them to release them. That they will be set free. The captives will be let go after, after 70 years. And yet time, 70 years had come. And 70 years was just slipping by. And they were still captives. They were still slaves. So Daniel went on his knees. Daniel prayed, reminded God. It was 70 years. So Daniel took a fast and he prayed, the Bible said, for 21 days. And we recall that in that book, in, um, in the book of Daniel, 
when he now was praying and I was inquiring, why is it God? Why is God not answering my prayers? Say so God sent an angel, angel Michael, to tell him. Sent an angel to tell him that from the first day you prayed, God heard you, answered you, but that the prince of Persia, an agent of Satan, was sent to re to resist the answers coming to you. But that God has sent angel Michael to come and contend and fight that battle and pull out the resistance. So I want to say here that God knows what to do. In situations that look like, you know, tedious situations, mountains that seem immovable, God has heard us. So when you sound the alarm, because he has promised, sound the alarm by blowing the trumpets, say he will remember you. In that specific moment that you sound that alarm, say he will remember you. His hand is not short. His ears are not heavy. He says, only our sin that separates us from him. But thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for access to his presence. Thank God for conviction of sin and righteousness that we can confess. We have sinned. We have fallen short. Our fathers have sinned. We saw what Nehemiah did. The broken down walls, the reproach, the burden. He went on his knees, started confessing his sins, not only his own, the sins of the whole community, the sins of his forefathers, that indeed he recalled the covenant that God entered with them, that if you sin against God, he will scatter you. He said, true, we have sinned. That's why we have been scattered. But now I'm pleading, I'm begging, I'm sounding an alarm. Please remember us. And God remembered him. So now we see here, we are reading this book of Zechariah. Now concerning the captives, concerning the same Jerusalem that still live. So this was happening, you know, at the time that Jerusalem was still lying fallow. When the captives, you know, were still in Babylon, they were still in captivity. So somebody was sounding an alarm. Amen. Somebody was sounding an alarm. People were praying. We now went to the book of Daniel to recall that Daniel was praying. So in this time of this certain prophets, he said, then the angel of the Lord answered and said, inquiries were being made. Inquiries were being made. Visions were being, people were, prophets were seeing visions and they were looking for interpretations of the vision. If we read from the chapter, from that first, you know, um, verse, and we're going down. So this one now is an angel of the Lord speaking now. He said, oh, Lord of hosts, how long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and on the cities of Judah against which you were angry these 70 years? 70 years. Yes. They sinned against you. You had forewarned them. You'll be taken captive. 70 years. Your anger has persisted 70 years. So for how long? When we ask God to remember us, like we saw yesterday. When Daniel prayed for God to remember Israel, that 70 years has come and passed. 
He brought that strong reason. He said, you said 70 years. Please remember us. So now we see an angel now. Speaking to God. He said, so for how long now? It's 70 years. Alarm. People are sounding alarm. People are asking for you to remember Zion. For how long? And we see God responding. So in other words, when we pray to God, when we sound an alarm, when we bring our strong reasons, amen, there's a dialogue in heaven. There is a dialogue in heaven. Father, we thank you. That is why we even saw when Daniel sounded an alarm. Since 70 years has come, 70 years has slipped by. There was a dialogue. That's why Angel Michael was sent to resist that prince of Persia. So there's a dialogue. And they were even telling him, from the first day that you prayed, we heard you. But there are things going on in the spiritual. So he remembers, he said, I will come and I will deliver you and I will save you. So we see an angel here. I believe in the ministry of angels. We see an angel here having a dialogue with God in this book of Zechariah. And telling God, oh Lord of hosts, how long? They are sounding an alarm. So how long will you not have mercy on Jerusalem and all the cities of Judah against which you were angry these 70 years? And the Lord answered the angel who talked with me. So this angel is talking with Zechariah. This is a vision that Zechariah is having. So, and the angel now is now speaking to Zechariah and said, and the Lord answered the angel who talked to me with good and comforting words. So the angel who spoke with me said to me, there's dialogue in heaven concerning us. Amen. When he says, sound the alarm, and I'll remember you, and I'll come and save you and deliver you. When Hezekiah sounded the alarm, weeping bitterly, God spoke to Isaiah. He said, go back. Amen. There's a dialogue. When we pray, God hears us. When we pray, prayer of faith, God hears us. He sent back Isaiah. He's the same God who sent Isaiah to go and tell him, prepare your house. You're dying. This sickness will kill you. And when I, Ezekiel sounded the alarm, it's the same God who held a dialogue with Isaiah and said, go. Now we are seeing a dialogue being held concerning captivity of God's people being held concerning what God said, concerning their release after 70 years. Because somebody cried out. Somebody sounded an alarm. So an angel is taking the petition to God to say, it was supposed to be 70 years. So for how long will you hold this anger? For how long? But here we have Jesus Christ, our high priest who makes intercession for us, who is touched by our infirmity, who is seated at the right hand of the Father. Father, we worship you. We exalt you. Wonder the Bible says, why are you yet speaking? He says, he hears you. So we see now the angel now conveying it to Zechariah, the prophet. And the Lord answered the angel who talked with me with good and comforting words. In this season, 
this special moment. Father, we thank you because you are coming back to us with good and comforting words. Thank you for the good and comforting words. Every word that you have given us in the noun in this season, they have been good and comforting. Yesterday you said we should sound an alarm. We should cry, oh, Father, remember us for good. Lord, remember us. And when we sounded, today you are sending us good and comforting words. And what were the words? He said, proclaim, saying, in other words, say to Zechariah, God says the Lord of hosts, I am zealous for Jerusalem. In other words, no, I have not slept. I have not slumbered. My eyes are still going to and fro. I am very zealous. You sounded the alarm. I heard you and I'm sending help to you. Amen. I'm so excited. Father, I just worship you. Thank you for open heavens. Thank you for access. Thank you that we can cry about Father. Thank you that you can release the words of comfort. Your precious promises. And once you say as you say, it is yes and amen. You are present help in trouble. You arrive right on time. And you say, be still and know that I'm God. Thank you. So what were the words? He said, I am zealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with great zeal. I am exceedingly angry with the nations at ease. For I was a little angry and they helped, but with evil intent. You see, God, when he wants to chastise his people, he can cause them to fall into the hands of his their enemies. Is it not Babylon? The king on Babylon that went to take God's people captive, God's own people. It's God that allowed them. It's God that gave them that permission because he had told them and warned them repeatedly using Isaiah, using Jeremiah, using the prophets. Say, look, if you continue in this way, they continue, they even imprisoned the, 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 the prophets. Is it not Jeremiah that they challenged through Jeremiah in the pit, threw him in prison. What didn't they do to Jeremiah? Because they rather believed the false prophets. So, but God is now saying, I'm still zealous for my people. My covenant with my people is still intact. The fact that I allowed them to be in this state for this while does not mean that I forsook them. It was just for a little while. But now I have seen how you have maltreated my people. I've seen the oppression of my people. It was just a little while just to chastise them. And I've seen how wickedly you dealt with them. He said, I'm exceedingly angry with the nations at this. Now God is angry with them. God turns around for the sake of his name. For the sake of his name. For the sake of his covenant. That's why he said, and God remembered Abraham. And God remembered his precious promise, his holy promise and cause the king to send to release Joseph. But here we are seeing what God is saying. Say, therefore, thus says the Lord, I am returning to Jerusalem with mercy. Amen. You sounded the alarm. The first thing God does is to look at us with mercy. In other words, he's not going to deal with us the way we deserve. They deserve their captivity. But God says, it's enough. I'm no longer angry. I just used it to chastise you. Because you had, you know, turned away from me. You became an idol, idol, idolatrous nation. In our circumstance, some may have been chastised by God. Some may have been in the way of growing our spirituality. 
for whatever reason, we experience any form of oppression, any form of delay, any form of mountain, there is a reason for it. There are lessons to be learned, drawing us closer to God, growing our feet, causing us to be more prayerful, causing us to really release ourselves to the hand of God, knowing that it's only God that is able to deliver us from this, just like Hezekiah. If God says you are gone, you are gone. So I can only cry back to God for God to help me. So he said, I'm returning to Jerusalem with mercy. Amen. My house shall be built in it. In other words, whatever was thrown down, whatever temple was thrown down, my temple shall yet again be built in it. Say, my house shall be built in it, says the Lord of hosts. And a surveyor's line shall be stretched out over Jerusalem. In other words, reconstruction will start. Massive reconstruction. Massive transformation. Oh, restoration. In other words, I will be in charge. It is my own surveyor's line. I'm the one that will cutting them off. I'm the one that will put the bounds and then restore, reform. In other words, life is coming back. In the mighty name of Jesus. He said again, proclaim saying, thus says the Lord of hosts, my cities shall again spread out through prosperity. The desolation that you see today, my city will spread out again. Jerusalem will be restored. Why? Somebody sounded an alarm. Somebody found it in the books. That the captivity was supposed to be only for 70 years. And God heard the alarm and remembered his people. So, and God is speaking. The Lord will again comfort Zion. I will again choose Jerusalem. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for these comforting words. You heard us. You heard the alarm. Heard the cry. You should remember us. Pay special attention to us in this moment, O oh God. Stretch forth your hand and restore your people. Do something great and do something good. Bless us indeed. And we received an answer of comfort today that the God has yet chosen us. That the desolation we see today, He said, He will rebuild us. He will rebuild it. He will crush the oppressor and crush whatever is the source of the oppression, whatever is the mountain blocking, whatever is the barrier, whatever is the Red Sea, whatever it is that is standing, He will restore us, renew our mind, grant us uh, the spirit of power to believe. And then say his cities shall again spread out through prosperity. Father, we have heard this word today. The city, whatever this city is representing our lives, there is a regrowth, there is a spreading, there is prosperity. Thank you for restoration. The Lord would again comfort Zion, that same warm embrace, that light that springs in darkness, the waters that gush out, where it seemed that it was a rock that was standing, God will show himself again. The God of signs and wonders, the God of restoration, will yet show himself again in our lives. If we go further, it is in this same Zachariah that Zerubbabel, who was the governor at that time, who was in charge, that Zachariah prophesied to Zerubbabel. He said, this mountain that is standing before you is going to become a plain. Because the Lord has said, he will yet remember Zion. He will yet comfort Zion. And he will rebuild his temple. 
in Jerusalem and prosperity will spread again. No power can withstand that word of God. So anything that is standing as a mountain, it will become a plain. Why? Because God is releasing grace. Say, cry grace, grace. Great grace, exceeding great grace. Multiplied grace. That is what we are praying for ourselves. Father, we are praying for grace. We are praying that you empower us. We are praying that you release your mercy as you have spoken. That you release your, let us see, divine enablement. Favor. Let us walk into favor. <laughs> Ruth and Noemi walked into favor. Your hand was upon all the people that cried to you. Your hand was upon Nehemiah. Favor built the wall. Favor stood before the king and all that he needed was provided. You granted him wisdom to strategize. You surrounded him with people, elders who helped him and the houses, each house building their own portion of the wall. Father, we pray for ourselves that you grant us grace. Every divine enablement that we need, every empowerment that we need to rise and to build again. Thank you, Holy Father, for visiting the church, for visiting our children, for visiting our enterprises. Thank you, Father, for causing desolation to be committed, causing water to spring again where there was wilderness and dry land. There's nothing too difficult for you. This is the word of comfort that you have brought to comfort your people, that you heard the alarm that we sounded, that you have remembered us. Thank you, Holy Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.